My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my! Hello and welcome to The Holiday Show, where we discuss movies based around holidays. Today we are discussing the Warner Bros. Pictures film New Year's Eve from 2011. And as always, we want to give a big patron shout out to Boom. Thank you so much, Boom, for being a patron. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Happy New Year's. Yes, Happy New Year's. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to a new year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Maybe New Year's resolutions if you do those. (laughs) yep if you don't that's okay too i usually don't same i mean what am i gonna change about my life that i (laughs) can have control over nothing so yeah yeah understood (laughs) (laughs) there are things i would like to change but you know that's not possible so yeah because we watched this movie we're gonna go ahead and read the plot like we usually do for this series and then We will chat about it. There are a ton of characters, so the odds of us getting them mixed up are very likely. Yes. So I will go ahead and read this, and then we will chat a little bit. Or maybe a lot. I don't know. I don't know how many thoughts we have. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the plot. New Year's Eve follows several interconnected stories of people experiencing various problems on New Year's Eve. Vice President of the Times Square, Claire Morgan, is making the final arrangements for the ball drop with the help of her friend, police officer Brendan. Meanwhile, after being nearly run over by a car and denied a vacation, Aaron Records' secretary, Ingrid Withers, quits her job and offers delivery man Paul Doyle tickets for the Ahern Records Masquerade Ball if he helps her complete her New Year's resolutions before midnight. And he accepts. Paul's older sister, Kim Doyle, is having trouble with her teenage daughter, Haley, who wants to spend New Year's Eve with her friends and her boyfriend, Seth Anderson, in Times Square. Though, Kim wants to spend the New Year with her after her divorce. Paul's best friend, comic book illustrator Randy, hates New Year's Eve as his girlfriend left him on a date. He gets stuck in an elevator with Elise, an aspiring singer, providing backup for musician Daniel Jensen at his Times Square show. Jensen is also preparing to perform at the Ahern Records Ball while attempting to rekindle his relationship with his ex-fiancee, Laura. At a nearby hospital, Claire's father, Stan Harris, in the final stages of cancer, who refuses chemotherapy therapy, and wishes only to see the ball drop one last time, is kept company by nurses Amy and Mindy after his doctor reveals he will not last much longer. In the same hospital, a young couple, Griffin and Tess Byrne, are about to have their first child and compete with another couple, James and Grace Schwab, for a bonus offered to the family of the first child born in the new year. Elsewhere, Sam Ahern Jr., a businessman and son of the late founder Sam Ahern Sr. of Ahern Records, attempts to go to the Ahern Records Ball to deliver an important speech. After his car malfunctions in nearby Connecticut, all the while wondering if he should reunite with a mysterious woman he met and fell in love with on the previous New Year's Eve. Failing to find a mechanic or tow truck, Sam is able to get a ride from a cheerful family in an RV. Later that evening, one of the LED panels on the Times Square ball malfunctions, jamming the ball and forcing Claire to call Kaminsky, a disgruntled electrician whom the company had fired a few weeks prior. He repairs the ball before midnight and, in gratitude, she leaves him in charge of the operation as she rushes to see the ball drop with her father, Stan. 
Meanwhile, Nurse Amy has a video conference with her husband, Chino, a soldier deployed in Afghanistan. Stan passes away just minutes after Claire snuck him up to the roof of the hospital to watch the ball drop, amid a chorus of Auld Lang Syne, with Claire weeping beside him holding his hand. Paul helps Ingrid complete all the items on her list, and she gives him the tickets. They later say goodbye, but Paul decides to take her to the Ahern Records Ball as his date. Meanwhile, Randy and Elise bond in the elevator as they share their lives and problems. Just as they are about to kiss, the elevator is repaired by the building superintendent, and Elise rushes to Jensen's show. Randy notices she forgot her rubber bracelet and rushes to give it to her, still in pajamas. At Times Square, Jensen leaves midway through his show to return to the Ahern Ball to apologize to Laura, who takes him back and leaves with Sam's approval. With Jensen gone, Elise replaces him and attracts the attention of the crowd. She kisses Randy and they start a romantic relationship. Griffin and Tess have their baby, and although it is born first, they lie to allow James and Grace to have the $25,000 bonus after discovering they already have two other children to provide for. Meanwhile, after being forbidden from attending the celebration, Haley runs away to Times Square where she sees Seth being kissed by another girl, Lily, unaware that it was a kiss against his will. Heartbroken, she meets and is comforted by her mother. Kim finally realizes that she was too selfish for not allowing Haley to spend the new year with them. Seth finds them and apologizes, revealing Lily had stolen the kiss. Haley forgives him and kisses him back. Her mother allows her to go to an after party. Kim then rushes to a restaurant to reunite with Sam, who had succeeded in delivering his speech. She is revealed to be the mysterious woman whom he met one year prior, and they finally share their names with each other. The film ends with Paul and Ingrid having fun at the hate at the Ahern Records ball party. As the credits roll, a series of bloopers and blunders are shared with the audience. The end. The end! <laughs> so, this story, guys. Well, stories, I guess? Stories, plural. All it's in weird. one. I'm not gonna lie. They did get a lot of, like, really big-name stars for it, though. They did, yeah. So, power to them on that yeah. one. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> I Like, I, I will say, I, I think that's my one like really big kind of critique of the movie is that there were so many storylines mm-hmm. that it was hard to really be interested in all of them. Yep, exactly. Like, like there were like one or two maybe that I was like, oh yeah, I'm actually kind of invested in this one, but all the others, eh, we didn't really get enough time with them, you know? And some of them yep. were just kind of dumb. Oh yeah. So. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't even know like where to start with yeah it. The, i think yeah. that's the issue too it's that you know trying to start with this now it's like okay well where do we start there's so much that happens i don't know <laughs> I, I guess we can just start at the beginning of the plot and work our way through it we can try we can try <laughs> oh god yeah so i guess we can start with vice president of the Times square claire morgan who's making right, final claire. arrangement for the ball drop <laughs> so i guess I, maybe we just talk about her story sure we can do that uh, yeah we can just talk about the stories as yeah. we go through yeah i'm down that that sounds like a better plan <laughs> okay yeah, yeah 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 so claire i think her story might have been one that i was like a little more interested in kind of same but i think it's because you get more screen time with her that's true that's true i think also just the the excitement around the new year's ball drop is just like oh i want to know more about this because yeah. you know a lot of people are interested in watching the new york ball drop in times square the totally. New Year's Eve ball drop and so it's like well okay all right well something's gonna happen here what's gonna happen and it's like oh malfunction great <laughs> it broke <laughs> it broke and then you find out that they fired like the one guy who can fix it and you're like oh yeah. you guys suck 
right? Like, why would you do that without having, like, a plan already in place and someone who knows what to do, you know? Yeah, see, my question, see, what I want to know more about is why he was let go, like, why he was fired. Because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you have an employee who, you know, maybe has been there for a while, been working on this specific thing for a while, and it gets to a point where the people higher up, you know, like, people, like, the higher ups change, you know, people come and they go and whatnot, but this guy's been here for a while. Maybe the higher ups are kind of like, who are you and what do you do? Are you redundant? Like, should we just let you go? Whatever. And so they're like, well, I I think it could also be like, how much were they paying him? And were they like, "Hmm, we can hire more people for less? Yeah. Um, no, we actually do know why he got fired. Oh, we do? Why? Because he shows up and he talks to Claire. They have this little conversation and he mentions that because she asked the question. She was like, aren't we past the like string of Christmas lights where you have to like one bulb goes out, all the rest do. And he was like, I was asking those questions too. And then they fired me. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. going to go with maybe that has something to do with it. Like, maybe he was like asking too many questions that made sense that they were like no 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 can't can't do that maybe they were just annoyed by his questions maybe but i'm on his side i think they should go past the stupid christmas light thing (laughs) i would say maybe yeah maybe it's the fact that he was like you know we have the ability we have the technology now to make it so that we don't have to have this whole christmas lights whatever thing Mm -hmm. uh, going on with the ball and they were all like we don't want to spend that money so no that's probably what it was that's probably what it was yeah he probably wanted to fix it, make it easier to deal with so that, you know, people could actually just generally fix the problem. But Because, yeah. no. <laughs> no. I mean, like, obviously, like, he's an older gentleman. He's not yeah. going to be around forever. Nope. And I'm sure at some point he may want to, you know, retire or he may get to a point where he can't continue to work on the, the ball. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you have to have someone who can take over. And if yep. you have a system, you have all this electric whatever stuff in the ball where if one thing goes out it doesn't cause the entire ball to go out then that would be better it would be a lot better so yeah the fact that they fired the one guy who really knows how the ball works like that's crazy yeah so that's what happens there with kaminsky mm-hmm. and i don't know like does this mean that he gets like rehired probably yes. right yes i would assume <laughs> yes. she, she says yes <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i'm pretty sure that's basically what happens it was just kind of well especially since when claire leaves after the ball's fixed she's like oh, yeah, she puts him in charge. you're in charge <laughs> that's right <laughs> so like he i'm pretty fucking positive he is rehired that's yeah you're right you're right I think also going forward, they need to talk with Kaminsky and be like, okay, what are your ideas on how to fix the ball and make it better? Yeah, they they definitely need to listen to him. Yes, definitely. And like, they have time. They have a whole year. They have one you know? whole year. <laughs> they have one whole year after this <laughs> night crazy (laughs) crazy yeah so claire has been so focused on this new year's ball drop thing happening which like you know i guess it is a big deal i never really cared about watching it but you know what yeah i would say yeah like i've never (laughs) actually watched it really to be honest like i like i i'm not gonna watch it this year (laughs) i don't have plans to (laughs) i don't think i will either so i same I think if we were in the same time zone as it, then maybe, but we're an hour behind, so 
It always drops. It always drops at 11 p.m. for us. Yeah. So why bother watching it? Because it's not New Year's <laughs> for us. Also, I feel like it would be different, too, if we were actually in New York. But since we're not. That too. Yeah. You know, like we could actually see it. If we were in New York, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Depends on if we could get to Times Square and actually like be okay with dealing with Times Square. At I would say that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. There's so many people that's like, is it even worth it? Is it? I don't know. It, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I will say that there was one thing about Claire's story that kind of confused me because okay. uh, she has her police officer friend brendan who's there the entire time and i'm like why is he here what is he doing i'm not sure i'm not sure either maybe well we know that she's afraid of heights so it's possible that he's just there to like help ground her maybe and like he didn't have anything he needed to do that day maybe so maybe i I would say uh, it's probably not that he didn't have anything to do it's probably that he and claire made the arrangements for him to be there with her oh you think (laughs) they they scheduled it (laughs) they they, they probably made it a scheduled thing where it was like maybe like he was already going to be working times square on new year's eve anyways and it was like well can we shift some people around can i be helping claire up here because she needs me (laughs) okay i can see that i'm on board all right, cool. Um, and then, of course, you know, Claire gets everything figured out. Kaminsky is in charge, and she rushes off to meet someone. We don't, like, really we know, don't know who. who. And they, they do a lot of this throughout the movie where they're trying to convince you that they're meeting this other person, but really they're meeting not that person. Yeah, they're meeting someone else. And this is like <laughs> the big one, kind of. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, are they going to meet, you know, this person? And it's like, nope. Nope, not nope, that one. Nope. They run past <laughs> each other. They do. So they, they run they, into they, each other, kind of look at the clock of. and then go the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know about you, but I definitely was like, oh, is it that person? And it was like, no. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, you got me. You got me good. <laughs> no, I that was what I was wondering. And then I was like, well, maybe they don't recognize each other and they need to like go to the I, restaurant yeah. and then meet each other there. Yeah, you know? I had the same thought. But it was like, <laughs> well, they ran past each other. so I'm, And they're going opposite directions. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a no. (laughs) Definitely a no. She instead runs to the hospital that her father is staying at because her father is the one who's dying of cancer and just wanted to watch the ball drop like one final time before he died. Which is really sad, honestly. It is, yeah. But at least she makes it there, you know, because she does get there like right before and... Is like, all right, cool, I'll take over, you know, for the the nurse that was there. And then she takes her dad up to the roof like he wanted, even though he had been told he couldn't go to the roof. Yeah, yeah. So her her father who what's his name? Stan? Yeah, Stan. 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 Her so her father, Stan. We, we he is one of the characters we kind of keep coming back to throughout the movie. Yep. Um and so like kind of like the first scene we see him is, you know, the doctor's checking on him and being like, yeah, you know, like you've refused chemotherapy and radiation, blah blah whatever. Like is there anything we can do to keep you comfortable, you know, cuz it's obvious he's dying and he's yeah. like, you know, like is it possible that I could go up he's like do you know why i chose this hospital so i could see the ball drop is it possible for me to go up on the roof when the ball's about to drop so i can watch that and they're like i'm sorry but no like it's against hospital rules things like that 
Yeah. And so he's kind of like, okay, all right, fine. But yeah, so we do kind of keep coming back to him. And it's really just him and the nurse, whoever the nurse is. I don't even know. It's what, Halle Berry uh, playing Amy? the nurse? Amy, Amy. What's her, name? her name? Amy. Amy is the character's name. Yeah, nurse, nurse Amy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we keep coming back to them. And, you know, he's kind of like, what are you doing here on New Year's Eve? Shouldn't you be out partying? And she's like, oh, no, you know, I'm here until like 1145. So yeah. I got time. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's um, no biggie. <laughs> it's no biggie, whatever. And so she's really just trying to keep him company, you yeah. know, just to make sure he's okay. And I think I think Amy's also trying to distract herself. I think so. Just because yeah. when we do finally see what her plans for news are, because Amy's story is like really small, like she hangs out with Stan, yes. and then we have the scene after her hanging out with Stan where she goes, yeah, like she she gets off the clock, yeah. and like goes and changes into like yeah. a really nice dress, and like obviously gonna go meet someone, gonna go to a party or something, you know, yeah, as New Year's is often known for yes but instead she goes to a like deserted room in the hospital yes and just turns on the computer and starts talking to her soldier who apparently is off fighting some kind of war yes i have to say this scene was acted so badly it was it was really (laughs) really bad so bad i was laughing (laughs) on both parts it was really bad on both parts it was so bad you had the soldier who you know like it was very clear he was just saying some lines. He almost looked fake, if we're being honest. Yeah. He, it was just, it was so bad. It was. And then you had her. Yeah. She sat way too close to the computer. Yes! Like, what yes, are you exactly. doing, girl? Your face is not going to show up on that. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you're you, like, he's going to be seeing like the top of your head with how close you are to the monitor. <laughs> exactly. Which also almost made me wonder, because she was so close, I was almost like, is he dead? Is this like the last video she has of him? Is this a video he sent? And now she's just, yeah, right? I know. (laughs) So I was like, I can't tell if this is supposed to be a video call that she's actually having with him or if this is a video that he sent her at some point. Damn. Way to go, Colleen. Make it sad. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) That's... That's the thing, because this was acted so not well from both sides, from the soldier and from her, that I was like, I can't tell what's supposed to be happening. No, it's true. It was really, really bad and very confusing. It was so bad. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So that's Amy's story. (laughs) That's Amy's story, yeah. We got through that really quick. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, but yeah, back to uh to Claire and her dad. You yes. know, she does sneak her dad up to the roof to watch the ball drop now that the ball's been fixed and everything. Yep. And so, you know, he is able to see the ball drop. I don't think we see him die, but it's kind of clear that he is going to die very soon. Yeah, it's very clear. <laughs> and especially, you know, it's cold up there, so that's probably yep. not helping him. It's gonna make it worse. <laughs> exactly. But I I was just having the worst thought about just like, oh my God, he's going to die up there on the roof. Is she going to have to wheel him back in or is she going to leave him there to go tell the nurses, hey, he's dead. He's on the roof. Go get him. And I'm like, I don't know which is worse. Yeah, I don't know which one's worse either. <laughs> her having to wheel her dead father back in or her having to, you know, leave her dad up there and be like, yeah. let me go get a nurse. But also, here's the thing. Is there actually an elevator that goes all the way to the roof? <sighs> Because he's in a wheelchair. Well, it could go up to the top floor, which maybe has a door onto the roof, which is my guess. That's my guess. Because they did come out a door, I think. But what 
Like, wouldn't that still be, like, you have to go up some stairs, probably? Right. Because the roof yeah. is on top of probably the rooms that are on the top floor. Right, yeah. I would assume that's how a roof works. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. I'm, like, the only way that they can make this work is if this were, like, if there were, like, a helicopter landing up there. And True. they went up to the helicopter landing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Which, that's not where they were. They nope, were not near it was not a helicopter marked landing. to be a helicopter landing. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. So we have no clue how he got up there in his wheelchair. Got it. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Perfect. It was weird, Good but they know. were up there. <laughs> yep. They do get to watch the ball drop and they like have their little moment where he like asks if she wants to be like on his shoulders or whatever. And it's kind oh, of clear yeah. that he's remembering her when she was like a lot younger and all that. And this is apparently their tradition like it's their thing so it makes a lot of sense that she rushed so far to do it for him like one last time yeah but also i feel like she would have been more stressed about her dad dying during the like preparations for the ball drop don't you think i think so yeah don't you think she would have at least mentioned it but no the only time we even see her have a connection with him is literally right here when she shows up yep like that makes no sense if my dad was dying and i was working on something and like trying to get it set so i could leave i would probably be talking about it (laughs) right yeah like it would probably be like you know like when the ball drop or the ball malfunction it was like i would have thought like oh my god like i really want to go to my dad tonight but now Yeah. the ball is having a malfunction i don't know if i can exactly because, you know you talk about the tradition and you, you would. would be like yeah we have this tradition where we watch the ball drop together it's what we yeah. do every year and you would make it clear that that's what your your plans are for the night and you know assuming your friends are actually good friends or your coworkers are actually good and like you they'd probably try to help get you out of there as fast as possible but she didn't even tell yeah. anyone <laughs> yeah like what <laughs> i mean like i get the feeling that maybe her police officer friend might have known But otherwise, I don't know if anyone else knows. I think he did know. But no, none of the other people. I'm pretty sure none of them knew. So yeah, outside of Brendan, I think was his name. Yeah, that's his name. That's that. As far as we know, Brendan doesn't have any more to his story. No, that's it. He's just helping out Claire. And then (laughs) uh, his wife and children show up at the end. That's right. They do. Which... I was like, like, okay, understood, you know, you want to spend, you know, go into the new year with your family, but also they could be out seeing the ball drop. Right. Why right. are they here in the building with you? <laughs> like, Weird. <what? laughs> I was like, why are they here? I don't know, dude. Don't know especially, either. especially considering this is like one of those big things that everyone is like, ah, I have to be in New York to see the ball drop, you uh, know? Yeah, exactly. I've never felt that pull. Like, I want to be in New York during Christmas at some point, but I don't need Ooh, to be there for New okay. Year's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New Year's, I'm kind of like, eh, about like, whatever. I feel like Christmas would be kind of cool to see all the decorations and like see all the snow. decorations. Snow yeah. at Christmas time. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> What? We don't get that here, yeah. <laughs> What's that? We don't get that till right. February, and it's usually ice. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel like that would be the only reason I'd want to be in New York at a like really crowded time. Yes. Yeah. Is for Christmas. For Christmas. So I can see yeah. the decorations and the snow. <laughs> It's really Uh the snow, guys. It's really Really the snow. It's really the snow, guys. (laughs) But so next we have Ingrid. Yes. And from our standpoint, we see that she is unhappy in her job. She's just generally unhappy from what it looks like. Mm -hmm. On her way to work, she like 
almost gets run over and falls into the trash. So her day's already not going too great. Yeah. And she's very bitter, it seems, because she absolutely refuses anyone's help, even though people are being nice and trying to help her out. And she gets to work and thinks she's going to get a really big, you know, Christmas bonus or whatever it is. And turns out she gets like, I would assume probably something like 50 bucks because he said it's enough to get her to like Staten Island, basically. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I don't know how much it costs to get to Staten Island. I could be very wrong, but I'm going to go with it's probably not more than 50 bucks. Yeah, because she she asks for, uh, you know, her her bonus. And then she also asks about her vacation that she like had already planned and everything. Yep. Uh, And so he I think he was basically like, oh, take a vacation to Staten Island. You know, this will get you there. (laughs) Like, whatever. (laughs) Then so that's when she's like, all right, I'm quitting. Yeah, she does tell him that she's she's pretty much done. Yeah. And so she just goes and packs up her desk. And like he he essentially, I think, thinks she's lying. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think he doesn't think that she'll go through with it. Exactly. Yeah. He's he. I think he's basically like, oh, you can't quit. Like, oh, go get me a coffee. Whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll get you a coffee. Right. <laughs> she goes back to her desk and just starts packing. Exactly. And we did see her interact with, uh, what's his name? Is it? Paul. 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 Paul played Paul. by Zac Efron, in case Woo! you guys were wondering. <laughs> so right before she goes into her boss's office, Paul shows up and like delivers some stuff. And he tells her that like what she had just gotten, which was like tickets to the Ahern Records ball thing is like a really big deal and she's like really you know like very confused and he's like yeah it is and then um she gets like really annoyed with him and like makes him leave and so he leaves you know but then doesn't she call him or does she just randomly find him she so he's a delivery man yeah he delivered whatever he delivered to her and I think she requests another delivery and he shows oh. up and she's like, okay. I'm borrowing you for the day. Okay. <laughs> like, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. It was weird. It was like, okay. Yeah. I was confused how she just happened to find him again. I was like, right? yeah. what did she do? <laughs> My question is, what kind of delivery man is he? Bro, I have no clue. <laughs> it seemed, it, it's almost like he's like an Uber delivery man or something. Yeah. He just goes wherever the packages go. That's almost how it, it feels, but yeah. I don't know how how true that is. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused because like he's not dressed up in a uniform or anything. No. He's on just like a like a, a bike or something. It's like Whatever. a motorcycle, like a, a motor- Vespa or something. Yeah, maybe. like a Vespa. Yeah, it almost seems like he's supposed to be like a Peter Parker delivery man. Yeah, <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Except he's a cool guy. <laughs> You're right. You're right. He's a cool dude. He's a cool Cause dude. Because he's Zac Efron. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was their their one their one winning point with that that character. <laughs> <laughs> See, I will say that this storyline with Ingrid and Paul was one that I was really invested in. Yes, same. Well, because I wanted to see her be happy. I didn't want her to exactly. see her like Cause be she- all cynical. <laughs> I would say, yeah, to me, she seemed very just timid and like, like it it was kind of clear that she had been beaten down a lot and maybe just maybe mostly in terms of her job and just that things weren't going the way she had hoped and things like that. Yeah. And so she, you know, she gets Paul back and is basically like, I want to borrow you for the day. 
I want to complete all of my New Year's resolutions for 2011 that I yeah. haven't done. And the top one on her list was quit my job. And she yeah. just did that. She just did it. Yeah, she started she it off. She just did it. She was like, Paul, I did it. I started it. He's like, you quit your job? <laughs> yeah. he's seen the list, you know. He, like, commented on it when he was delivering something to her earlier. And then mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, and if you help me get through all of these by the end of the night you can have these tickets to this ball and he's yes. like well shit guess i gotta do that then you know <laughs> yeah yeah because you know it's that big ball that you know that's the hot ticket for the night which i think i was a little confused as to how she got the tickets if we're being honest her records i See, don't know I, dude i would say that's the thing i didn't realize that <laughs> but i was also like are these supposed to be for her boss and she just stole them because like, that's what i thought I would say, like, it's entirely possible they were actually meant for her boss and she just stole them after she quit and heard that, you know, these were the hot ticket. You know what? Uh, Power to her. She didn't get her vacation, so. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do not blame her. Valid. (laughs) Valid. Very valid. I'm not saying you should steal from people. There are legal consequences that can happen. I'm just saying. In her situation, I understand. (laughs) I'm just saying that in the terms of this fictional movie, yes. I understand. I'm with <laughs> yes. it. I'm here yes. for it. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> I too am here for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they go throughout like her whole list, and I don't think we ever get to know like everything that's on her list. No. But I, I will say that, you know, when Paul first sees the list, he's like, some of these are kind of impossible. Yeah. And she's like, well, get creative. Yeah, exactly. Because, because there's like travel around the world, go to Bali, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah, walk through all the boroughs in one yeah, day. In New or York, yeah, yeah, something like that. And so he's like, all right, I'll get creative. And he is. He's very creative. No, he's so creative. He's extremely <laughs> creative. And, you know, like, of course, some of these, it's like, you know, this isn't what I meant by this, but I'll take it. Right. <laughs> but also some of them were actually genuinely, like, interesting and, like, thoughtful. And it was like, yeah. okay. I was just going to say, he definitely put a lot of work into it. And it's more than I guess I was expecting from him. Yeah. I kind of get the feeling he has a lot of connections, especially since he's been doing, like, delivery yeah. work. He's probably met a lot of people and he's also a very friendly person yeah true and so he's he's like i think he's able to just strike up a conversation with anyone basically right i think he's (laughs) one of those people he is probably definitely one of those people (laughs) yeah and so like he's very creative like with bali for instance he takes her to like what seems to be kind of like a not very well known spa yeah because he takes her to this sketchy place and he's like just trust me just trust me just trust me and he like opens the door and brings her inside and it's this really nice spa yeah like it looks fantastic like you wouldn't expect to find it there (laughs) exactly and so it's like okay so he's he's surprising yeah and you know to take her around the world he takes like there's this giant like globe structure of a globe in the (laughs) middle somewhere like it's in the middle of like a roundabout that you drive around and so he drives her around the roundabout and it's like there you go you've been around the world yeah i mean he does make a comment about how it's like kind of a cheat but you know yeah yeah he does make that comment yeah he's like this is kind of a cheat but technically (laughs) the world is right there we're going around it it. (laughs) yep so, you know, and I mean, I don't think she was protesting at all. She was very interested, I guess, to see like what he comes up with for her. Yeah, goals. yeah. I think this is also just 
the most fun she's had in yeah. quite some time. I think so too. So she's like, you know what? Even if it's cheap, like I'm going to count it. That's right? fine. Let's go. <laughs> and they just check each thing off of the list as they go. And then mm-hmm. at one point, he does kind of make an insensitive comment about how she's a little bit pathetic, which, you know, is true, but that doesn't mean you need to say it in earshot of her. Okay. I was saying, <laughs> that's, that's what I thought was crazy is that he's he's calling up people being like, hey, you know, or maybe is he just calling Randy his it's best friend? It's just that, or, yeah, I think. He's just, okay, yeah, because Randy is the guy who's stuck in an elevator. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't have cell service, so he can't answer. But, uh, but like, he's, you know, calling this dude, you know, trying to be like, hey, you, like, call me back. Like, you have to come with me to this ball, whatever. Yeah. And he, like, he's leaving these voicemails and he's just saying them out loud, so loud. And he does say, you know, like, yeah, she's kind of pathetic but whatever and i'm like are you serious yeah like i know you're excited about these tickets that you're gonna get but what the fuck right like he just keeps talking shit about her a little bit while like also not exactly acting like that's how he feels so it's just weird i don't feel like the two go together i don't think his words match his actions agreed yeah i think that maybe she should have recognized that because he's obviously putting so much effort into this and it's not i mean yes you could argue that it's literally just because he wants the tickets but i don't think it is because he was invested in her before he even knew about the tickets you know yeah yeah like, like he I, commented I, on her her list and was like oh yeah i i've seen you around <laughs> you know yeah like i think he's genuinely interested in helping her like obviously yeah. he wants the tickets but i think he's spending like he's enjoying spending time with her trying yeah. to get her list done like i, I think he's interested in the challenge i think know? so too which like uh, you know there's a lot to be said for a challenge yeah and honestly, I think him calling her pathetic very loudly was kind of out of character for him, if we're being it honest. It definitely felt out of character. It felt very out of character. I think it was very forced because I know that they wanted yes. to make it so that she would get upset with him, but his character in general, the way he is, like, that's just not a character that you necessarily would get upset with. Yeah. So they had to force it. And so it didn't feel right when you were watching it happen because you're like, yeah, but that's not who he is. And she knows that because she's been spending all of this time with him. But OK, <laughs> like, honestly, if this was like, like if he did say that, like, personally, I think he would have quieted down or like gone elsewhere and yeah. said that kind of like stepped away and said yeah. it but quieter. I think so too. And not yelling it out to a room full of people while he's on the phone. Definitely not that. (laughs) Definitely not. So it was like, okay, obviously he had to be an asshole to, uh, you know, keep the story going for him. Even though he's not an asshole. (laughs) He's not. That's the thing. It's like, it's not in his character to really be like this. No, it's weird. It's yeah. It It was a weird decision. It was a weird decision, (laughs) but it's what was needed to keep their story going kind of like their story could have continued even without that honestly but like we needed a reason to want him to come back i think and finish helping her that's true like we just needed that little something to make it a little more interesting yeah i guess Yeah. But they they get through the that, you know, and obviously Paul realizes that he misspoke or whatever, you know. So he like kind of chases after her. Yeah, because basically she like she overhears that and she's kinda like, you know what, like, okay, we're done, whatever. Like, yeah. here's the tickets, take the tickets, we're yeah. done. 
And he he feels really bad. He does. And he's like, oh my God, like, I didn't mean that. I genuinely didn't mean that. And, like, he's trying to tell her that. And she's just like, whatever. And she leaves. And he does find her again. And is like, we have to complete the list. Yeah. Like, he, we have He's to. like, we're going to fix it. We're going to finish this up because you need to finish your, your resolutions. Exactly. So they do. You know, he convinces her. He's like, it'll be okay. Like, we'll do it. We'll, we'll make it through. And they do finish her list-ish. Ish. There was like one more thing to go by the time the ball dropped. And, yeah. And they do actually finish it. They do. They do. Because the last thing that was on her list before the ball dropped was a kiss like at midnight or whatever. Yeah. Which a lot of people make a big deal. I don't know. It's not. It's I don't, not I don't feel deal. like it's that big of a deal, guys. It's not. <laughs> but Which sure. now I want to know the history behind that. Why do you have to kiss on New Year's? Hold on. He goes and kisses her at midnight on New Year's and she's like, I'm twice your age. And he's like, yeah, but this was on your list. So your list is complete now, you know? Yeah. Like his whole yeah. goal was to get her to finish her resolutions. Yeah. And, and like, I, I think if I remember correctly, you know, she had originally been like, okay, you know, like we don't have to do the last one. Like you can go. And so he did kind of go. Yeah. But when the ball dropped, he just showed back up. He did. And kissed her. And yep. so she was so surprised. Yeah. She was like, what the heck? And he's like, all right, now you're going to go to the party with me. Thank you, because my friend's not answering. <laughs> yep, yep. So she goes to the party with him, and they, you know, hang out, they dance, they have a good time, it looks like. And she actually lets her, her hair down. That's so right, yeah. Speak. Yeah, kind of, yeah, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have a lot of hair to let down, but no. <laughs> <laughs> she has short hair. Yeah. But uh, so I, I have found a couple of answers about the tradition of sharing a kiss at midnight. Okay. So one answer I found is that it is believed to bring love luck in love like for the year or whatever however like for you know for a couple like a kiss at midnight is said to strengthen their bond which is like a superstition of some sort apparently That's definitely a superstition <laughs> i'm like i don't know about you but i'm not a superstitious person i'm not either <laughs> never have been <laughs> same <laughs> but it's like okay all right i guess that's why it's never really mattered to me because i just never cared. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like i don't i just don't particularly care oh i need to kiss my my boyfriend at midnight no like, ooh. you're fine it'll be yeah. okay <laughs> it'll be fine but is that it? Do we have anything else for Ingrid and Paul? I think that's it. I think that's it for them. We do see Paul go and meet up with his sister after this. Yes, yes. He does meet up with his sister, which we can talk about. So we about can talk about his now. sister now. We can talk about it, Kim and Haley. Yeah. <laughs> and her daughter, Haley. Yes. <laughs> so Kim got divorced uh, recently, and so she doesn't really want to do anything on New Year's, you know? Not feeling it. She's decided she wasn't going to go do whatever she had planned or whatever. She was going to go hang out with her daughter. And Haley wanted to go hang out with her friends in Times Square at, you know, midnight and all that, you know, watch the ball drop, all that fun high school stuff, I guess. Yeah, she had a boy she wanted to kiss, you <laughs> Exactly, know. exactly. And, you know, he had asked her to meet him, you know, at midnight whatever yeah I, I was gonna say in this plot summary it says that you know she wanted to meet up with her friends and her boyfriend Seth and I was like I don't think he's her boyfriend he's quite not yet. he's not her exactly. boyfriend because it was it was a very awkward like hey do you want to you know maybe meet up you know in Times Square on New Year's Eve you know maybe hang mm -hmm. out and it was like okay they're not together yet 
yet. Yeah, exactly. They're very obviously interested in each other, but they're not together yet. No, definitely not together yet. Definitely not. She asks her mom, you know, because I guess she's a good little teenager who asks for permission instead of being like those horrible teenagers. I don't know. <laughs> she don't ask for permission. <laughs> she's usually a good teenager. Yeah, usually. But then she uh, she she does ask and her mom's like, no. And she's like, well, I, I'm upset and angry with you and blah, blah, blah. And then she goes and hides in her room and then, you know, she leaves. Out she window. sneaks out. Yeah, she sneaks <laughs> out. She's like, okay, bye. I'm not a good teenager anymore. So she is just like every other teenager in movies. <laughs> yep. And her mom realizes that she's done this, you know, because she goes and, like, tries to talk to her. I think she was going to go tell her that she could go meet up with her friends. Maybe. And then she finds out that she's already gone. And she's like, well. So then she goes, like, rushing to find her. And in the process, she calls her brother, Paul, and, like, talks to him. And is like, you know, Haley's missing, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you know, it's it's possible she called her cool uncle and uh, and told him that she would be at this place. <laughs> and he's <laughs> yeah. like, but don't rat out the cool uncle, <laughs> you know. Yep. And so, of course, Kim's like, okay, cool. So she has at least a place to go towards where she could yes. possibly find Haley. Which, personally, I feel like that would be absolutely terrifying if you don't know where Haley is. And it's like this many people in times square and all that yes i think i'd be freaking out i i think the thing we also have to realize is that you know they live in new york yeah so like it would probably be different for them a little bit at least um you're probably right being in new york (laughs) because there's way more people there uh but also yeah like it would be a little terrifying if you know your daughter snuck out and you're like okay it's new year's eve this is crazy it's a a crazy night where is she but it's like i i feel like because they live in new york like you know they probably have a better sense of you know where they are things like (laughs) that where they can go you're probably right (laughs) so it's like you know like i I think she'll be okay i think so too but the fact that she was traveling alone to go find her friends that's that's terrifying terrifying. (laughs) like she might be like 15 but yeah no bad bad things happen when you go alone you know (laughs) yeah yes That's all I'm saying. Is especially you on a, a night travel like this. buddy. Yeah. Yes, especially on a night like this. Yeah, for sure. But she, like, you know, we see them not a ton, but every time we do see them, they're like running towards where Haley wants to go for her friends, and her mom is chasing. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Haley finds her friends like right at midnight, and happens to see that one girl kissing her boy. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And she gets all upset, turns around immediately to go back the other way and runs into her mom. And, you know, her mom's there to comfort her and, like, help her feel a little bit better or whatever. What I thought was weird was after all of this, you know, her friends find her and they're like, hey, you know, we're going to a party at this place. And she's like, oh, can I go, mom? And it's like, girl, you are clearly upset with them or you were, like, five seconds ago, but now you're not. Right? Like, you're just willing to, like, ignore all of the frustrations and upset that you just felt that we watched you feel to go to a party with them, the people who made you upset? (laughs) Right? I was like, okay, a little odd (laughs) that you're just suddenly over it. I was like, that's, that's not normal. That's not how writing works. Why would you write a character that is like that? (laughs) what (laughs) she's a teenager she bounces back quickly i don't think so teenagers hold grudges like no other yeah Yeah, especially since you know around this time too you know uh seth the boy she was interested in who she wanted to kiss at midnight who she saw kissing someone else 
or well, saw someone else kissing him. Uh, you know, he's he's really like, hey, like I I I have to talk to you, and he like pulls yeah. her away. And is like, yeah, she kissed me, blah blah, yeah. blah, whatever, and she's just over it. She's like, okay, all right, and I'm like, <laughs> I feel like she might not. I feel like she wouldn't be okay with it for a little bit at least. <laughs> but yeah. she's just like, okay, all right, whatever. It's fine. Don't worry it's about fine. it. <laughs> but it was, it was just interesting. It interesting. interesting. <laughs> Definitely interesting. But, you know, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. They, uh, you know, so she does ask her mom, I guess, if she can go with them. And her mom's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And her daughter, uh, Haley. She specifically tells her mom, she goes, go to whatever plans you had. Okay? Yes. You know, she's like, go do that. <laughs> and her mom doesn't really say anything about it. She's like, okay, have fun, you know? And uh, lets her go off with her friends. And then, she, you know, she leaves. And uh, we don't know very much about Kim, you know, other than she's been divorced and she has Haley. Uh, but it turns out she's actually the one who was supposed to meet that one guy. <laughs> yes, the guy that we thought Claire was going to yes. meet. <laughs> but that Claire didn't meet. Kim is the one that was supposed to go meet him. Yes. And I guess now we can talk about him. Yeah, we can talk about him. Let's talk about him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which one is him? Sam Ahern Jr. That's the one. <laughs> the businessman and son of the late founder Sam Ahern, senior of Ahern Records. Yes, yes. He's supposed to go to the ball that he Paul is. wants to go to. <laughs> yes. And his car breaks down in apparently Connecticut. I isn't that his car breaks down, or is it that he accidentally drives into a median? Well, no, well, not a, not so a median. He does okay. crash it. <laughs> yeah, and like he, he into crashes a sign. It, so. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I don't know if that's his car breaking down. I think that's You're him right. crashing. You're right. This uh, this synopsis lied. It's not broken down. He crashed it. Yeah, <laughs> it's he in does a snowbank. <laughs> yeah, he does call a tow truck. Tow truck's like, you know, like we can't get it fixed right now. I can tow it somewhere, but we can't get it fixed right now. Yeah. Everyone's closed. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Whatever. And he is like, I do know someone who's traveling out that way. They could probably take you. Yeah, because uh, he's you know trying to get to New York. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone uh, else, I guess. Right? Yeah. And so he does end up going with his family. They're in an RV, uh, you know, and he's, you know, telling why he like has to get to New York. Yeah. Which does he tell them that he has to make a speech? I can't remember. Um, I think so. Yes. Okay. So he's like, yeah, you know, I have to make a speech at yeah. this ball. You know, it's very important. They're like, yeah. I, if I'm not there, I'm going to be in trouble. I believe his father died this year. So this is the first uh, New Year's without him. Yeah. So then which is why he he's has to taking over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's taking over. And of course, he also tells them about the, the mysterious girl that he met on New Year's last year. Yes. And I'm going to be honest. I find his story very unbelievable. Yes. Because <laughs> in no world are you going to meet a girl and fall in love with them in one night and not tell them your name, find out her name, or exchange numbers. Right. In 2011? Right. In try yeah, me. In 2011, 2010, 2011? Nah. 
try me okay like, there's no but also like this is the whole like uh it's kind of like a cinderella story you know where yeah. you're like yeah we've met we've talked but we have not shared our names because yeah. that's too personal and they're in love and they're in <laughs> love and whatever and like you know whatever yeah. and like basically he tells them he's like yeah you know she she wrote down on this napkin you know if you're still interested a year from now come back here yeah and meet me at midnight and it's like, okay, interesting. So he has this napkin he's been carrying around all year. He's been thinking about this woman all year. And it's like, okay, well, you have to go meet her. Right. You have no choice. Exactly. You have to. <laughs> you have to. You've been so focused on it. <laughs> right? And even the family that he's traveling with is like, you have to. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> Yeah. And he was thinking about not doing it too. He was yeah. like, well, what if she just doesn't do it? What if she pro- she probably forgot about me, you know, probably say, doesn't see, want to. That's that's the thing too is the fact that you don't know what people have gone through in the course of a year. Yep. Maybe she did meet someone. She met someone else and was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm dating someone now. Like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I, I met you at a party once <laughs> and was interested in you then, but I don't know about now. <laughs> That's that's why I don't understand not exchanging phone numbers. <laughs> right. It's fine. It's whatever, guys. But also, b- because we, we we know this is Kim, since we've already talked about Kim. Yeah. But also, wasn't Kim married? <laughs> I don't know if she was or wasn't. Maybe that was when they started their separation. See, yeah. The, my thought is that either like the marriage was already going down, or yeah. maybe they were separated or something. I, think I don't that's know. That's what it was. I think it had like just started getting bad, and that's probably why she had told him it was complicated or whatever, not a good time, and then yeah. told him to like meet her a year later. Yeah. Still could have exchanged phone numbers though. <laughs> right? I know. I would say that's the thing though, it's that like what if they weren't quite to separation yet? And oh, so it's yeah. like, if she had given him her phone number and then they were talking, then, you know, her husband at the time would have been like, like, it just would have ruined. Yeah. It would, or, well, it would have made everything worse. That's really. a good point, I guess. So. I don't know. We can talk all day about what we think should have or would have happened or whatever, but. But. <laughs> but what we actually happened. Change, yeah. <laughs> We can't change what happened in the movie. The movie was made already. (laughs) Exactly. What actually happened is, you know, she got divorced, you know, had a rough year, whatever. And she ends up showing up to apparently the restaurant that they had met at is closed. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, no. So he he uh, he gives his speech at the ball. Yes. um, And everything that goes well. And then he's like, okay, I have to go meet this woman. Like he he rushes over there he yeah. runs he goes running to, he goes running to find out that yes the restaurant is closed and i believe it is torn down already yeah that's what it looked or, like or at least mostly torn down it's at least so, like, walled off from the public it's, it's at least walled off and so it's like it does not exist anymore no. i mean there's a sign that says you know restaurant closed or whatever yeah. but it's like ah, oh, dang and so like he showed up with a bottle of champagne yep. and everything you know he's a nice suit because he just came from a ball exactly and so I kind of want to know how long he waited because it seemed like he waited a while. Well, yeah, for sure. Because as we know, Kim and Haley got to where Haley's friends are around the time that the ball had dropped and midnight happened. So if yeah. she's supposed to meet him at midnight, you know, like yeah. she's already late. Um, yeah. And we don't know so- how far away he is from her from, you know, where she is in Times Square. So 
She has to rush over there. I would assume she's probably like 15, 20 minutes late. I would say at the very least 15, 20 minutes late, but I feel yeah. like it could be longer. It could she be. Also, she also had to go change. She had to change oh, yeah. clothes. Yeah, you're right. So she went home so, and then that. She did not go home. Oh, she went to she her change? place of work. I think. Oh, yes. I think you're right. Yeah, that Cause makes Because she, she's like a costumer or something. Yeah. So she went and borrowed some clothes. She went and borrowed something, yeah. Well, no, at the beginning, actually, when we first see her, uh, <gasps> oh, she, she, had she, has, she had a dress on a oh, mannequin. She's right. like, oh, yeah, this is just like a little project because someone asked about it. You're right. And you're they right. were like, oh, you should wear it tonight. You know, maybe you'll see someone. And so she does go back and Puts you know, her put dress it on. on. And yeah, and so, uh, so, so, you know, she does show up. And so I'm thinking, you know, she's at least, you know, maybe half an hour late. Yeah. Probably. An hour at most, but by that point, like, why would he still be there? I don't, yeah, I don't think I would have waited that long. I feel like I probably would have stayed for, like, 15, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. Uh, Yeah, I would say half an hour at most. But I don't think I would have gone past that. So, and, I mean, he had started to leave, too. Had he, though? I thought, oh, yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, he was walking away. He, like, got... To yes, the point where he was like, right. well, I've been here too long and she's not showing up, so I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, head on he, out. <laughs> yeah, and then he turns and he's kind of looking into the distance a little like, is that? And you just see a horse and carriage. <laughs> I'm like, why are you so invested in yeah. the horse and carriage? Well, it turns out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, it seems like they're in a pretty deserted area. Yeah. Um. Of... New York, so it's probably just one of the, like, outspurts that's, like, not close to, like, Times Square. But, um, but also, like, he hears the, like, clopping of the horse's feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's why he, like, looks and is like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. But, it, like, it, the, he, the way he turned and looked, it made it seem like he could see her. And I was like, I don't know if you can. It's dark and she's a right? little far away. Yeah, Plus there's a whole horse d- block in your view. <laughs> But it, it turns out it is her. It's her. Uh, I I don't know why she showed up in a horse and carriage, but she did. Um, and so you know they celebrate, they kiss, whatever. Yes, how cute! How cute! <laughs> love that for them, right? Because he's been telling people he's in love with someone he met once. Because that yeah. makes sense. All right, yeah. buddy. All right, buddy. <laughs> no, but that is their story. <laughs> yes. And then, I think the, do we only have two others? Is it only two others? Because there's. I think so. There's think elevator the story. Babies. Oh, wait, yeah, no. Yeah. And then the say, elevator. Yeah. Yeah. So the babies and the elevator. Yeah. So yeah. is that. I think that's it. Is that it? Is that the last ones? Yeah. Those are the last ones. Those are the last ones? Yeah. We're All right. Through. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Well, it's not there. really written in here, what? but, you know, the little chef and the musician. Oh! Oh, it's not okay, a big deal, so we have, we have like three stories. Yeah. But which one do we want to talk about first? Oh, well, we can do the chef and the musician because it's not going to take that long. Yeah, that's not going <laughs> to take that long. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever her okay. name is. What are, yeah, what is her name? I don't even uh, know. Who is her plays name her? Even Shit, I don't remember who plays her. Laura? Laura. It's, her name is Laura. Her character's name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm just looking. Oh at yeah, Catherine Heigl. Yes, yeah. Catherine Heigl. Okay. Yep. Okay. So 
We have Laura, and then whoever John Bon Jovi plays, which is what's his face? Jensen. 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 Daniel Jensen. Um, so they had gotten engaged or whatever, and then he ran away, basically. Like he got cold feet. And so yes. she's been holding on to this like anger about him leaving her for like the past year. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then he shows back up into her life again. You know, she slaps him a few times. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I've been planning this slap for an entire year. <laughs> and, um, you know, she gets all upset, like, annoyed with him, goes off on him about how, like, he totally left her. And, like, he can't do that if, like, that's the, you know, that's not how her life works. And he asks her to go on tour with him. And she's like, no, no, I have a life here. I'm not going to be able to just drop everything and go on tour, you know. And, um, so, you know, he gets a little, little upset, but then it comes out that, um, he specifically made sure that she was the, the caterer for this ball. Yes. Because he said he would not perform or anything unless she catered and like was the one that they hired. And I think that's when she kind of starts going like, oh, he does kind of still care about me it looks like and then he proceeds to like meet up with her in her her little kitchen and is like by the way you know i'm not i'm canceling my tour like i'm i'm gonna work on being more here for you i guess or whatever um because that's what her like request was was that she wanted him to like not just leave because that's what he did so then they end up together again yay i guess are they still engaged then, or <laughs> uh, are they re-engaged, or are they now back to just dating? That's, That's what I'm wondering. Because <laughs> they made it all the way to engaged, but That's I guess true, after a year, maybe they should just date again. I would say, I f- yeah, I would say, I feel like they should just date again, just to be like, is this actually going to work out? Right? Because, <laughs> like, you know, different lives at this point, or at least Laura yeah. has a different life where she's like, yeah. yeah, I'm actually working, I'm actually doing this stuff. Exactly. Uh, so I, I think they should date, and then if it's working out, great, get engaged again, whatever. Yeah, get yeah, married. Totally, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So then you know Laura, because when she finds out that he's the reason she got hired, she also gets told that like this really powerful woman is going to tell everyone about her and tell everyone that they need to like hire her uh, for events yes. and stuff. And she's like, oh shit, you know, like her career as a, a caterer is like really going to take off now probably yes because when you get powerful people like that recommending you to their other powerful like rich friends you know that's a big deal (laughs) yeah because that's that's usually what kickstarts careers so you know that's an exciting situation to be in yeah but that's laura and daniel or jensen jensen you call him by his last name well that's how they all call it because that's like his stage name so he's jensen (laughs) jensen jensen it's fine. Speaking of Jensen and what's her name, <laughs> we should talk about the people stuck in the elevator. Elise and Randy. Elise and Randy. <laughs> and Randy is the guy that who is Paul's best friend, who Paul keeps trying yes. to call to get him to be like, come to this ball with but me. But can't reach. But can't <laughs> because reach in because the elevator. stuck in the elevator. Yep. Randy doesn't like New Year's Eve. No. Or New Year's, I guess, in general, because yeah. his, what, his ex-girlfriend dumped him on New Year's Eve or something? Yes, basically. Basically. That's basically what happened. He's very bitter 
about it all has been ripping decorations down. <laughs> yeah, because like someone put up decorations in like the hallway or something, and he's like, "These aren't supposed to be here." Blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so you know he's ripped them all off, stuffed them in the trash bag, and he's you know gotten on the elevator, gonna go toss them in the dumpster out back or something. When uh, Elise, coming from what apartment five B, is like, "Oh, hold the elevator," and she yeah. forces her way onto it. And then just while they're there, the elevator gets stuck. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> and, like, Randy's kind of, like, whatever about it. Like, he'd rather not be stuck in an elevator, but he doesn't no. have anywhere he's going. Exactly. He has nowhere to be. He's like, I don't care about New Year's. It's not a big deal to me. But exactly. she has somewhere she needs to be. Yeah, exactly. She has she somewhere has to, to be. She has to go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, that's what she tells him. She's like, I have to go yeah. to work. Yeah. Like, that's that's what has to happen. <laughs> and so you know they're stuck and you know they're I, I think they start trying to get to know each other a little bit after a while it, it's a little bit of a struggle to get there I think because they're kind of like whatever yeah but they do eventually start actually talking and like trying to um you know get to know each other because they are stuck and at some point Elise notices a hatch in the top of the elevator that they're like oh maybe we can get through there and she's like okay you know like Randy lift me up so I can see if we can open that hatch and, yeah. you know, get out of here. Because I have to go to work. And so it's as he's lifting her and he's holding her there that he notices the lanyard she's wearing is has a badge for Jensen. Yep. And he's like, oh, so you're a groupie. <laughs> and then she's upset about that. <laughs> yeah, she gets, like, really butthurt over yeah, him really calling her a groupie. About that. Yeah, because he obviously says it in a way of, like, oh, my God, you're a groupie. That's yeah. lame. Like, that's not yeah. cool. Like, this is ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Yeah, so then so, she like, goes ahead and, like, kind of guesses at what he is. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember what she says, but I think she gets, what, like... A lot of it correct. I or think something? she does get a lot of it correct, except for his job. I think. I think yeah. she got the job wrong, but otherwise, she got pretty much everything else correct. Yeah, pretty much everything else. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, uh, it just ultimately makes him feel kind of bad about like making fun of her because then he does ask her like about what she actually does and where she's actually going or whatever, and she yeah. tells him that she's a backup singer and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she basically says like, you know, like I'm an aspiring singer. I was actually just hired for tonight to sing backup for Jensen, and mm -hmm. I'm hoping, you know, like maybe he'll, you know, help further my career. You know, maybe he'll ask me to sing for him or something like yep. and it was kind of like a stupid thing where i was like you're hoping this guy will ask you to sing for him right what i was like okay <laughs> I was, weirdo <laughs> i was like um i don't know about that elise i don't think that's gonna happen i mean but, uh, yeah <laughs> I, I mean technically it kind of does happen where he does ask her to replace him and so but while they are in the elevator still i want to say that something we don't see is elise taking all the decorations that randy took down and decorating the elevator yeah she starts to but we don't see her do the rest of it i don't think because she does pull stuff out of the bags that he had oh uh, okay i think i might have missed that because i feel like i just looked up at one point and saw that the <laughs> elevator was decorated and i was like did they really not show that that yeah. would have been interesting. No, she does she does start pulling stuff out of his bags and stuff. Okay, and she's like, gotcha. we, can, we can have our own little party. I would say, yeah, because I remember her saying that. Oh, because I think the only thing she pulled out was, like, glasses yeah. and a hat. Yeah. That's all I saw her pull out. That's why it is. 
But yeah. it's like she actually pulled the decorations out and decorated the elevator because it probably what else are they going to do? <laughs> I would say that was an off-screen thing. And honestly, yeah. I think it would have been good as an on-screen thing to make it more exciting. I agree. Because their story, kind of boring. It's pretty boring. They're just in an elevator. And then right when they're about to kiss, because they actually start kind of liking each other, the elevator gets fixed. Yep. It's magically fixed and they're magically freed. And they're like, oh, okay, well, Elise has to go. You know, she has somewhere to be. She's like, see, I got work. (laughs) Yep. And that's when Randy sees uh, her bracelet on the floor of the elevator. Which I was like, how did she lose that? How did she, like, what happened there? Right? Yeah, like, how, and it's a rubber bracelet, too. It's it's one of those rubber bracelets. Yeah, (laughs) it's one of those rubber bracelets that's, like, supposed to help with balance or whatever, which I don't know if those were actually supposed to help with balance, but I remember them. I do, too. I I remember them, too. I very much remember them, like, in middle school. (laughs) Yeah. Which was, I think, a little bit before this movie came out. Yes. Yeah, it was, we were we this, were in middle we were in middle school from what like 2008 to 2010 or something I like that. I think so. This movie was definitely ninth grade. Yeah. So I I get the feeling those those bracelets were a hoax. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they actually helped with balance. I think it was just you were supposed to think that and then just believe it. Yeah, I think so too. I think a yeah. lot of things that people claim will do a certain thing are actually just like. Yeah. What, what's the the thing? It's like a placebo effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't actually do anything, but if you believe it, it probably will. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think that bracelet is. And, like, I think they had mentioned it earlier in the movie where I, I think she had been, like, messing with the bracelet or something. And he was kind of like, oh, you got one of those bracelets. And she was like, yeah, it's supposed to help balance. And he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, since you're a backup singer and all, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you should, <laughs> you should have it. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you don't want to fall over on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True, I guess. <laughs> True. But because she leaves without it, he feels like he needs to take it to her, you know? Because he cares about her. He cares, yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he chases her to Times Square. Yep. And somehow catches her right before she has to go on stage. Which is crazy. It is, it is. It's very crazy. And, and so he... Well, and I thought it was really funny because she asks him how he got like through to like where she is and he's like oh i just told them i was a guitarist for jensen yeah no he, yeah. Like, that doesn't work <laughs> yeah no he says uh yeah no he says yeah they think i'm the drummer for jensen oh the drummer <laughs> that's what it was yeah and she's like really he's like well that's what i told him so and i was like <laughs> yeah i don't see that happening i no. that's no there's no way he got through with that and like she at least clearly had a badge you know? Yeah. So you exactly. would assume that if he is the drummer or whatever band member, you would have a badge. Right? Exactly. So I don't believe it for a second. Same. <laughs> I also do not believe it ridiculous. at all. Ridiculous. Yep. But that, and okay, so then, you know, he does end up kissing her here. Yes, correct. I think that's pretty much the end of their story, right? Yeah, and uh, Elise does get her time to shine and sing her own song, whatever. Or maybe she sings one Jensen's on stage. I don't know. Yeah. But people apparently love her, which I was like, I don't know. That song wasn't the best, if we're being honest. Because she sings like, Auld Lang Syne. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, that's a pretty song, but I don't think that's going to get people interested in you, no. if we're being honest. No, it's not. <laughs> and, like, and like, don't get me wrong, like, it's Leah Michelle. Like, she's a good singer. 
But yeah. it was like, that's not the song to get people interested in your character as an artist nope. or whatever. Like, you need a much more entertaining song. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and then for our final story. Yes. I thought this one... I don't know. Like, I guess some people might appreciate it, but I thought it was fucking stupid. Same! Um, <laughs> Same! I thought so, it was so dumb. It was very dumb. So we have two couples, right? We've got Griffin and Tess, and we have James and Grace. Yes. And uh, if I'm being really honest, I actually don't know the difference between them. Yeah, I don't know who's who, if we're being honest. <laughs> okay, so Tess is the one that was... Uh, Played by the character, the girl who's in um, Seventh Heaven. So now I, I know I can I can differentiate. Okay, so Griffin and Tess are like a, a younger couple. You know, this is like their first baby or whatever. Um, and the I guess it's not a legend because I guess they actually do pay this out. Do they still do this? I have no idea. Anyway, there's a twenty five grand bonus. All right. To whichever couple has the first baby of the new year at this one hospital. Uh, it turns out, apparently it's like also the hospital that Stan is at or whatever. I don't know. Yes, um, apparently. <laughs> didn't know that. I thought it was just another hospital, you know? <laughs> yeah. But there's a $25,000 bonus um, for having the first baby of the new year. Which, you know, I guess that is maybe some incentive to have your baby but at that point like wouldn't you just want to like let it be how it is i guess i don't know yeah these people are sitting here trying to plan it <laughs> it's weird right? i know i'm like yeah it's weird <laughs> like i understand like twenty five thousand dollars that's a lot of money yeah like i i totally understand wanting to get that twenty five thousand yeah. dollars but childbirth like that's not something you can just plan nope you can't <laughs> like the baby's gonna come out when it comes out okay exactly and not a moment sooner usually unless you're like in distress exactly yes um but neither of them seemed like they were in distress <laughs> nope so but anyway uh griffin and tess are having their first baby james and grace are having their third baby and, you know, both are, like, really interested in getting the $25,000. Like, Griffin is like, oh, I'd be able to, like, pay off my student loans or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was sitting here like, LOL, <laughs> imagine 25000 paying off your student loans now. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. And then, of course, you know, James and Grace were talking about it. And James is like, you know, like, eventually the money's going to, like, not even really be there anyway because, like, they're going to take a chunk of it. Like, the government's going to take a chunk of it. And then there's taxes and all of this. And then you don't really have a lot left. And I was like, they were trying to talk it down, for sure. Yeah, they yeah, they're trying <laughs> to dissuade Griffin and Tess from trying to have the first baby of the year. Yeah, because they had, like, mentioned it. And that's when Griffin and Tess were like, what? <laughs> yeah. This is a thing. <laughs> and um, and so then I guess they're just in this constant, like, race to yeah. not have their baby yet, but have their baby at, like, midnight, basically. Yeah. And so they're trying to, like, induce labor and all this other stuff, whatever, you know. And I thought it was really interesting that they were trying to do that because, like, first of all, I know that in a lot of instances, labor takes, like, multiple hours. 
Sometimes yes. a lot of hours. Yes. So wouldn't you want to already be laboring? Yep. Wouldn't yeah, you think? Pretty much. By this point? Yeah. Because it's like not that far from midnight. I don't know. I would say that's the thing too. <laughs> I think we don't actually know how far from midnight they are. We yeah. can only make guesses about uh, based on what we see throughout the movie about what time it is for all the yeah. other characters. Yeah, true. But that's yeah, no, point. like at, at, at this point, like they probably should be in labor already or at least very <laughs> close to it. That's what I would assume. <laughs> Right? I know. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In in movies, though, they speed up labor so they much do. that it's like, yeah, they had this baby in like 20 minutes. They make it go really fast. And it's like, do. I don't think that's actually how long it takes. I think it's a lot longer. <laughs> it's a lot longer. <laughs> Not that I would know. <laughs> I would say, yeah, but. I wouldn't know. But based on like things I've seen, things I've read, whatever, yeah. like, it takes a lot longer. I, I feel like it takes longer than just a little little hour you know or whatever yeah however long yeah (laughs) but anyway they do both have their baby after midnight yeah like right after midnight right after midnight and you know james heads on over to griffin and tess's room which i don't even know how he knew where they were they were right across the hall oh they were just across the hall okay 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 I must have missed that part. (laughs) But he, he, you know, he goes over and he's like, oh, yeah, we just had our baby at 12.04. And he goes, what time did you have yours? And clearly from this, uh, you know, James and Grace, like they smile. And it's clear that Grace is like, oh, no, no, no. James goes over to Griffin and Tess. And Tess yes. is the one smiling because she knows that she had the baby before that, you know? Yeah. But then Griffin is like, oh, you know, 12.05. And the nurse is like, oh, you know, all right. <laughs> yeah. And she writes down 12.05 it is, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously the nurse knows, like, yeah, no, they had their baby first. But the nurse isn't going to yep. answer that. They're no. Gonna- <laughs> to let Griffin and Tess answer that however they like but yep. because uh I think James had come over with his children who are already born you know who've been living for a while uh and it's like it's clearly just like oh they already have yeah. you know, two kids this is their third kids are yeah. a lot of money which like we don't they may not know just how much money I, no. at this point since they're just now having their first but it's like you know what they could probably use the money a whole lot more than we could totally and you know he does mention that it's their third girl and so then they're like okay yep (laughs) like okay you can have the money money. (laughs) enjoy they can have (laughs) they're like we can handle our student loans it's okay exactly But that that's their story. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was like that important. But I guess if people care about the first baby of the new year, then sure. <laughs> then sure. Why not? Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? But I think that's the last one. That's pretty much it. Right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we've gotten everything, I believe. Um, I will least, say there were, yeah. there were like one or two characters we didn't talk about, but that's because they didn't really have a story. Yeah, true. Um... But that would be, um, um, what's her name? The one played by Sophia. Sure. Yeah, her. Yeah. Sophia Vergara. Uh, Vergara. 
whatever her, her she was in this name is. yeah yeah ava it's ava <laughs> ava right yes <laughs> uh, she was in this and she's basically just like one of she's like the sous chef for uh laura or whatever yeah. like laura's catering company and so basically ava's just super excited that she's you know cooking and catering and jensen is there like yeah. she's super excited about <laughs> jensen and all that and that's that's her story yeah, and she's like invested it. in Laura and Jensen's story. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, she is invested. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's Ava. That's, that's her story. <laughs> and like, I know Ava. I think has a husband who's also there, maybe or something. I don't know. Or there's I just some know. other worker who's there who yeah. she's gotten him interested in Jensen. I, th- I, don't I think know. it's just another worker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't either. I had no idea. I was just like, they're there. But yeah, there's like a lot of people in the cast of this movie, so. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are interested, go ahead and look it up. You'll see their cast list. Yeah, it's like there were people that I recognized, and there were people that I was like, I know they're in this movie, and I recognize their name, but I don't actually know them. Yeah. (laughs) You saw the name John Bon Jovi at some point, and it was like, oh, I've heard of him. I don't know what he looks like, though. And it was like, he's probably Jensen. Yeah, he was Jensen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I scrolled down to accolades. Oh, and the uh, the Alliance of Women Film Journalists, the nonprofit organization, whatever they the category <laughs> was actress most in need of a new agent, and they nominated all actresses in New Year's Eve, and they won it. They were That's the recipients hilarious. of that award. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think they're probably right. <laughs> I mean, because... like, this, this is very obviously a movie just to have a lot of famous people yeah. in to maybe attract a lot of, uh, you know, interested people. Yeah. But it, this is just one of those movies that just, hey, look, here's a lot of famous actors and actresses. There you go. Well, and so. it got nominated for the the Raspberry Awards, the Golden Raspberry Awards. I've never heard of those. So they were nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst oh Actress, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Screen Ensemble. <laughs> the entire cast of New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and they they lost all of that to Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill, which I also never watched. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched I that. do remember that movie coming out, though. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah, I think I I think I remember that movie coming out, but I, I did not watch it. That is so funny. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be watching Valentine's Day when Valentine's Day comes around, so. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I get do to watch want Taylor to talk Swift. About... <laughs> oh, is she in that? Yeah, I think Taylor oh, Lautner is that. too. Hey. <laughs> All right. What what, um, what did you want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about one of the bloopers. Okay. Uh or at least one of the bloopers, but uh, they're uh, all the bloopers are really funny. I'm gonna be honest, like people switching places and things like that. But I really want to talk about a uh, Claire's character and uh, what's his name's character? What's his name? Sam or something? Yeah, Sa- Sam Avery okay. Jr. Uh, when they're running to go elsewhere, and we we thought they were going to meet each other. Uh, because Sam's talking about, you know, yeah, there's this woman who left me a note on a napkin that said, uh, you know, like, if you're still interested, meet me here at this restaurant next year. Yeah. And so they're both running at one point. Claire, after the ball was fixed. Sam, after he made a speech. And we see them essentially run into each other. They didn't run into each other, but they stopped the same place, looked at the clock, and then ran past each other. Yep. In one of the bloopers, they run into each other, they kiss, and then they run the opposite direction. 
Yeah, that's true. I thought, I thought that was hilarious because it's like that's what everyone thought was gonna happen. Right? I thought it was hilarious too. That was so funny. Loved it. There was also that blooper where uh, Claire was taking her father up onto the roof to uh, see the ball drop. And yeah. instead of her father in the wheelchair, it's Claire in the wheelchair and her father's <laughs> wheeling her onto the elevator. Yep, yep. Sneaking her out. <laughs> That was a good one, too. <laughs> that one was really good. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't really remember any of the other bloopers, but they were yeah, all good. They were good. They were funny. It's just only like, I, I genuinely, I think only those two were like super memorable. So. Oh, one other one. Because uh, af- uh, the only other one that I really remember is when uh, the elevator's fixed and all people get onto the elevator or whatever. There's that woman who, uh, we didn't talk about this because it wasn't important, but there's this okay. woman who closes the door very slowly and like oh. Randy offers to help her and she's like nope I got it and, yeah and uh, and so in her blooper uh it's when they were uh doing the like the marker or whatever the I don't know what it's called what is it called I know what you're talking about it's like the little the film thing where you icon. write <laughs> yeah the film icon thing where like you write yeah. what scene it is and whatever and, and say, what like, take action it is or whatever you say yeah, yeah you, you do the little like slapstick thing on it and yeah. say action like scene two, take five. <laughs> you like yeah, snap, and so she's since her character d- closes the elevator door so slowly. She puts down this little slapstick, whatever thing, very slowly. <laughs> very slowly. Very slowly. You know? It's very funny. Important things. <laughs> Important things. Yeah, exactly. But otherwise, that like yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That is New Year's Eve, and now I'm sure you feel like you don't have to watch it. Yeah, we just told you the entire story. I don't Everything. think you need to watch it. I'm not planning on watching it again. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I'm not planning on watching it again. If someone says, hey, let's watch it, then like, sure. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. I was invested in Zac Efron's story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. But, but like otherwise, a lot of the others, I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, like, it's not a super good movie, but it's also not like a super bad movie in a sense. Yeah, true. It's it's just, it's kind of mid, mid to bad, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was, eh. it was okay. It was okay. Like, I would watch it again if someone said, hey, let's watch it. Yeah, But I'm not going to go after it and try to watch it. (laughs) No, I'm not going out of my way for that movie. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Thanks for hanging out with us for New Year's. And yeah. I hope you have a great new year. Have a great 2024. Yeah. It's going to be the best. It is absolutely going to absolutely. be Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully. <Yep>. Hopefully. <laughs> Can't say absolutely and guarantee it because there's no I'm guarantees sorry. in life. But this well, other than you're going to die. That's a guarantee. Oh, true. Taxes <laughs> and death. That's it. Yep. Taxes and death. Those are the two guarantees you get. <laughs> yep. But in other words, happy new year's. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals, Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMM Oh My. 
Be sure to check out our website at bmmomy.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmomy. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omy at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye.